Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Ted. And I'm Kim. Welcome back, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's new, Kim? Well, we have a holiday coming up. <gasps> we do, a big Here one. Here in the USA, it is going to be the 4th of July in a hot second. Uh-huh. So for this episode today... We're going to do something a little different. 4th of July shenanigans. Four stories for the 4th. Boom. That's the sound fireworks make. All right, Ted, you said four stories, but Uh actually it's four and a half. Actually, Kim, it's five. Actually, it's five and a half. (laughs) Okay. One of the ones that I researched (laughs) is defunct. So yeah. that's my half. Uh-huh. Why Why is it five for you now? <laughs> well, because I have a little short half story. So maybe we just make it an even five. Right. We take our two halves. <laughs> right. And I have one which is like an eighth of a story too. Oh my gosh. I can't do that much math. Let's just start close to where the country started, shall we? And the first one I want to tell you about. <laughs> that seems like a good enough place to start. I want to tell you about an event that happens in Maine specifically in Bar Harbor, Maine. Bahaba. That's right. Their 4th of July celebration is to die for. It's been recognized by National Geographic as one of the top 10 July 4th celebrations. Mm -hmm. They have a whole day full of fun events that starts with pancakes and ends with fireworks. But what I want to focus on is something that happens in between. Okay. Before we get going, can I tell you that I I run a Facebook page called Bob and Barbara's Bahaba Barber Bada Barbecue and Lounge. <laughs> That's a business I wanted to start. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will you pull it up for me? I will, yeah. <laughs> Is it all of those words you just said strung together <laughs> yes, as one? Yes, so I guess you weren't really fighting for that URL no, with anybody no, else? No, I think I got it. That was yours? Yeah. Clear for the taking? <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all. Yeah, I just wanted to start a fake page. So I'll say it slower so we can understand what it says. It's uh, Bob and Barbara's Bar Harbor Barber Barter Barbecue Bar and Lounge. Does that imply that some people are getting their hair cut? For free. They're trading something for it. Barber Barter. A Barber Bada. Baba Bada. <laughs> Bob and Barbara's Bar Harbor Barbara. Oh, I can't do it, <laughs> I can't do it. Bob, Bob and Barbara's Bar Harbor Barber Bada Barbecue Bar and Lounge. Oh, my God. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I started having little things like, well, someone's come and gone up here at the harbor, but the fun never stops. Just last week, Bob and his buddy Buddy bought big baskets of the best apples he ever did try and went on ahead and started making some <laughs> apple shine. <laughs> Here's the Mother's Day entry. It was a wild Mother's Day at Bob and Barbara's. Bob got Barbara a beautiful burlesque boa. Barbara, who did a stint in the 50s as Barbell Bay Babs, did a rousing rendition of her set. We expect her out of the hospital on Wednesday. <laughs> You're ridiculous. I know. You're ridiculous. When's the last time you posted on this page? It's apparently been since uh, September 2013. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well. We need to update. All right. Oh, so, boy. Bar Harbor, which, by the way, Ted is familiar with. Yes, I am. <laughs> I love Maine. All seriously, it's very, very, very cool. One year, I traveled around the country a lot uh, with an RV and... Mm. Uh, Went to California and Washington and Vancouver and Colorado and Utah and, you know, beautiful places in the West. And I got to Maine. I'm like, 
this is on that level. It's wow. that cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, it's on my list and it should be on yours specifically if you can get there over the 4th of July holiday because they do have one heck of a celebration, as I said, starting with pancakes, ending with fireworks, but in between <laughs> they have the YMCA annual lobster race. What? That's right. Lobster races, plural. There's actually heats. Uh huh. So I talked to the executive director of the local YMCA, Tommy Parham, and he gave me a little bit of a background scoop as to how this silliness started. It started back in 1990. That whole area is very well known for lobsters in mm-hmm. all of their deliciousness. It's a big part of their economy. And they just wanted to do something special for the 4th of July. And what's more special than crustacean racing? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That was I good. I on that one. So when I say lobster races, how would you picture this going down? Um, I picture a circular track. I picture lobsters set up at a line, clicking their claws a little bit. They shoot the little gun and they take off. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you picture death. Because lobsters need to be in water. <gasps> that's right? true, yeah. And so that's what I was thinking too. Like, oh, cool. They just you know block off a little part of the street and set uh-huh. them free. No, it, the whole thing takes place in a tank. Well, that makes sense. Because they don't want to waste lobsters. Is it a round tank? It is not a round tank. It is cool. about five feet by six feet. But what is going on is they built shelf levels into the tank okay so six lobsters are racing against each other at the same time uh-huh. they're all dropped into the tank and then they all end up on their own platform okay and then hypothetically they go <laughs> <laughs> i bet there's sometimes not going that's right yeah so sometimes they don't go sometimes they just kind of sit there sometimes they kind of turn around sometimes huh. they move sideways sometimes they get all the way up to the finish line and decide they want to go back to the start sure yeah they, they click do, their little clicky clicky they do whatever the heck they want what they've noticed over the years is the colder the water the better okay i guess it's healthier for them sure in general and like I well, said, well, because like the hot water is really not good for them. Yeah, no, no. I've heard that. Yeah, and I keep saying like they don't want to waste lobsters uh-huh. because it's not like they don't want to hurt lobsters, right? Because <laughs> eventually, all lobsters in Maine will get eaten, right? Except for one. Which one? I heard this. Well, I read a headline, so uh-huh. that's the level oh, yeah. of, the, of this reporting. Totally true. Yeah. Um. A vegetarian or vegan bought a hundred-year-old lobster that was on auction for two hundred thirty dollars, and she set him free. Oh, yeah, he was a big sucker too. That's crazy. Uh-huh. I wonder if there's any way to know how that lobster fared. I don't know. Maybe there's a little tracker on him. Maybe he's got a lobster cam. Yeah, maybe a giant shark came by two seconds later right. and had a two hundred year old lobster. <laughs> right. Yum. So, do these lobsters? Is a winner? Do they get any special treatment? Do they get a pardon or anything? My guess is that you know, July fifth, sixth, or seventh. Right. Maybe they're gone. Mm, well, nothing tastes as good as a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to eat that loser lobster uh-uh. over there. Give me the fast lobster. <laughs> That's right. And of course, you know, it's good fun. So there's a little bit of gambling that goes on oh, when cool. they can. Maybe mm-hmm. a dollar or two on your favorite lobster. And each lobster gets a name representing the local business. So if you lived in Maine, you could name one. Bob and Barbara's Baja Baba Baba Bada Barbecue Bar Lounge. I don't know if that's going to fit on a name tag on a lobster, though. 
I don't care. Yeah. I love it so <laughs> much. I have so many questions that I'm going to settle on. Why did you include Barbara Barter? Because those words are fun to say together. <laughs> They're difficult. Like there was a skit on Senate Live or something called the Rural Juror. Oh, yeah. 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 So this is the equivalent of that, but it's the Baba Bada. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize to everyone in Maine and whatever accent that is. If I offend you, then I'm sorry. Yeah. Go to Bahaba. All right. What on earth have you brought to the table aside from something I'm going to laugh about for the next five years? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to talk to you today about road apple roulette. What is a road apple? Well, let's first let's start with roulette. Roulette, according to Wikipedia, is a casino game named after the French word meaning little wheel. In the game, players may choose to place bets on either a single number, various groupings of numbers... Blah, blah, blah. It was devised in France in the 18th century. And except for rigged machines, roulette is a game of chance. Yep. Yep. Road apple, according to Urban Dictionary, a road apple is a fragrant fruit that grows on pavement. Seeds come from a horse's rear end. Oh, good God. The fruit is piled in <laughs> moist, sticky clumps, brown, green in color. Wow. Shades may vary depending on freshness. In well, other words... It's poop. Horse poop. So road apple roulette is roulette with horse poop. Oh my gosh. So these horses are going like from a point A to a point B and based on where they drop, I could win money. All right. Yeah. This all goes down in the town of Haley, Idaho, put on by the Haley uh, Rotary Club and it raises money for local charities. They have a six days of the old West celebration, six huh. days long. Fun. It's an old fashioned Independence Day bash that includes... Antique markets, a tutus and tennis shoes, 5K fun run. Oh, that sounds adorable. And traditional Old West. Um, <laughs> live music, a, rode a rodeo. Rodeo? A rodeo. Uh-huh. Parade on Main Street with marching bands, lots of horses, decorated cars, Smokey the Bear, fireworks, and music. About 10,000 people showed up in 2018. And the day starts when all you can eat pancake. Oh breakfast. my gosh, two for two with pancakes. Yeah, yeah how about that? Huh. And then there's the horse poop. Um, <laughs> those who feel lucky can buy a few tickets for the road apple roulette. The parade route is sectioned off into squares, okay. each with a number. This is actually slightly high tech. They use GPS satellite. The parade route is sectioned into 10,000 squares, and each one gets a number. Oh, my god! You know, so you go, you buy a couple numbers, and if a horse drops a road apple on a square corresponding to your number... Your name goes into a drum for prizes that are drawn at the end. And that includes ski passes for some of the local cool. ski mountains. Yep. A year of golf, sunglasses, gift certificates, up to 500 bucks. Wow. Stagecoach rides, fitness passes, and even a pedicure. Very cool. Yeah. Then that is... I love so many of those things, yes. except for poop. Right. Sometimes you got to go through some hard stuff to get to the good stuff, Kim. <laughs> Life's not all cherries. All right. Well, let's talk about something that's not cherries or poop. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. <laughs> and this one is the one that qualifies as my, my halfer. Okay. Because this is no longer happening. Who knows if locals will try again to bring it back. But it's one of those events that started out great. And then just got way the heck out of hand. Mm -hmm. And it, it happened within, you know, a good period of time. So this is about Ocean Beach's Marshmallow Wars. Uh -huh. Have you heard the legends? I have not heard the legends. This. Oh, wait, is this what the movie Ghostbuster was based on? No. Good, though. Good, good though. Try. You good, you good, good try. You could try. You could try. 
<laughs> nope. So Ocean Beach. Nope. <laughs> nope. Moving on. Ocean Beach, California is an adorable little beach town. And about three decades ago in 1985, there was a couple of different parties on the beach. Neighbors, you know? Okay. They started throwing marshmallows at each other. As one does. It got a little out of hand. Uh Uh-huh. So the next year, one of them designed a catapult (laughs) to like throw whole bags of marshmallows Uh at the other one. Good thinking. They retaliated. Uh-huh. It started growing and growing and growing. And by the year 2000, it was a huge, all beach included celebration of marshmallow being thrown. <laughs> they waited until after the fireworks were over. Uh-huh. And as soon as that last firework stopped, uh-huh. marshmallows would start flying. Wow. And it's hard to imagine, but we're talking tens of thousands of people uh-huh. all over the beach, all chucking marshmallows at each other. <laughs> so that sounds amazing. It really does. But it just escalated. And that's a lot of people in a small area. Yeah. And a lot of marshmallows. And it started moving off the beach. Uh-huh. And so by 2010, it was starting to become problematic. And by 2012, it was a full on problem because they were on the beach and they were on the street and the sidewalks and businesses were getting chucked with marshmallows. Uh-huh. And then July 5th happens. Uh, and it's disgusting. Yeah. All the streets are just lined with marshmallows. It's sticking to everything. People's storefronts are gross. It just kind of soured right. the whole situation. It's like a fluff apocalypse. Yes, exactly. Yes. It is like, you know, the dude in Ghostbusters came uh-huh. and, and he just exploded. made a mess all over Ocean Beach. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he left his own road apples. He did yeah, yeah. his own road apples. <laughs> Absolutely. So by... 2013, there was active propaganda to end the marshmallow wars. End the war. End the war. End the wars. And they put up big billboards that said, mallow out. Ah. (laughs) No marshmallow wars. Don't throw a marshmallow. They had city council meetings about this. It was, to them, like... it. It was difficult because it was taking away a little bit of their cute, funky town's heritage. But at the same point, it had been blown up so out of control that it just wasn't something that they could see happening anymore. They couldn't cordon off a portion of the beach and... No, that was one of the things, like, I actually even watched a couple videos of some of the town council meetings Uh and... The main suggestion that was continually thrown around was we just have to get this back on the beach. We got to get it yeah. off the streets back on the beach. But it's one of those things that it just took on a life of its own. Uh-huh. And as much as they tried, they couldn't. And 2013 afterwards, they made a huge deal to try to get it to end. And they were relatively successful. Uh-huh. In 2014, it was 20% of what it had been before. Uh, okay. And that is you know pretty much a phase out. And then after 2014... There's really not much you can hear about it. So, you know, like I said, half story, because I don't think this is something you could or should go to at this point, but it is part of this quirky little beach town's history. Okay. Well, my quarter or eighth of a story is even (laughs) less than yours. Okay. What you got? Computer trap shooting. Um, This apparently was a tradition in Kentucky. I could not find out where. Uh, It was not going anymore, but I... I learned that this one town would gather electronics all year all year round, and then the shooting club would launch them on Fourth of July and shoot them out of the air. Yeah, 
And I don't know how long it went on. There's a couple of videos, and they're just shooting old computers. That is so office space. Uh Uh-huh. Very office space. But that's all I know. Okay. They don't do it anymore. I couldn't find anything out more about it. Fair enough. Yeah. But we can offer this up as a suggestion. So if you don't have something to do on the 4th of July, shoot some lead into your electronics. (gasps) I have a great idea. Launch them and shoot them with marshmallow guns. And then you can incorporate all the goodness from Ocean Beach and from Kentucky. (laughs) Well played. Yeah, it's a hybrid. Do you have an actual other story? I got an actual other story of an event that you, Ted Ledoux, and you people out there can actually go to. This is the 34th annual Boombox Parade that takes place. You heard me. (laughs) (laughs) It takes place in Willimantic, Connecticut, and it is the largest parade of its kind in the world. So in 1986, this small town could not afford a marching band, could not find (laughs) one to, you know, hang out at their 4th of July parade, (laughs) right? Right. So they looked for one. They were totally unsuccessful. And about five weeks later, this boombox parade concept was born because the local radio station, W-I-L-I-A-M. Illin! They put the word out that, hey, bring a boombox, come down to the square. We're going to have a parade. We're going to play marching band music for you. Uh And you're going to carry the boomboxes. And then everyone's going to get a parade with (laughs) bands. And it worked. I love the innovation there. 34 years later, people still do it. (laughs) I am sure they could find a marching band at this Uh point. But this is so much more unique and so much more fun. I think the hardest part now is finding a boombox. Right? And they Mm -hmm. actually mentioned that. They were like, hey, don't feel so trapped by the word boombox. Bring a radio. Uh Uh-huh. Also hard to find nowadays. Right. Maybe a Bluetooth speaker connected to your phone playing iHeartRadio app. So the parades are always led by Grand Marshal Wayne Norman. He's W-I-L-I's morning man Uh since 1970. I love a good morning man. And like you were saying, (laughs) he likes to... Dude, who doesn't? Right. Especially from the 70s. You know, like Johnny Fever from WKRP. Oh, my gosh. He my was the idol. coolest. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the reasons that I went into radio broadcasting. Right. Johnny Fever. And you were a DJ, weren't you? I was a DJ. Yeah. I was a DJ. And then I moved on to talk radio. And now I am crescendoing with you on Rochambeau. <laughs> right. And I don't even know what you call what we're doing anymore. I think it's called having fun. I think so. So their morning guy, Norman, stresses that everyone needs to bring a boombox because the parade does not work if you don't bring a radio. But he also says, no boombox, no problem. Just bring any radio and turn it up. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. No boombox, no problem. That's right. Yeah. So that, again, is Wyndham's 34th Annual Boombox Parade, and you can go to Connecticut and check it out. That sounds fantastic. I picture, like, we've been to Dragon Con, and there's the breakdancing... Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers, and they're all dressed in Adidas gear with their boomboxes. Yes. I hope those guys are there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Connecticut would be lucky to have them. They would be. We all are. So, from Connecticut, we're going to travel through Americana. We're going to Hannibal, Missouri, the home of Mark Twain. And these are the National Tom Sawyer Days. Boom, 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 boom. It's in its 64th year. It's a celebration of everything Mark Twain and the adventures of Tom Sawyer. The Neat. days are organized by the Hannibal JCs. There's a big parade, a flea market. Carnival for Children, and of course, competitions. Tell me about them. Okay. 
Most of the competitions are inspired from the novels of Mark Twain. For instance, the frog long jump comes from the book, The Celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County, which is his first famous novel. Killer. There's a fence painting competition, like in Tom Sawyer. They actually first held the fence painting competition in the 60s when they had a thousand kids from St. Louis come visit and they wanted to add a little color to the town. And of course, that was a throwback to when Aunt Polly made Tom whitewash the fence in the famous novel. And it's been a tradition ever since. So when a thousand kids came to town, did they want the town to look nice for them? Therefore, they had the fences painted or did they want a thousand free child laborers? I think it's a thousand free child laborers. Oh, no. Oh, we're having a competition. Come on here, paint this fence. That's wow. that, that's actually the under license plate. Come to Missouri, <laughs> paint a fence. Yeah. There's also mud volleyball. Ooh. Yep. Tomboy Sawyer competitions, baby competitions, pet competitions, and tricycle races. Do you know what the baby competitions are? Is it crying? I think it's sumo wrestlers holding up babies and crying. Sure. Yeah, sure. I'm sure that's what it is. It's very American. Yeah. Right. So that's all pretty neat, isn't it? When you mentioned the uh, frog jump, mm-hmm. is it frogs? It's frogs. It is frogs. Yeah, they stand <gasps> in the middle and they jump wherever that's they want to go. Wonderful. For distance. So there's one other big event on the day. I never use that phrase, but I like it. It's called the Tom and Becky announcement. Now, did you read The Adventures of Tom Sawyer? Long time ago. Do you remember anything about it? Sometimes. I don't. Um, <laughs> but apparently there's... Tom and Becky are like the two kids and mm-hmm. they're cool and they're in love or something. Like that. Yep. Right. So this is from Atlas Obscura. Um, Who, by the way, we love. We get a lot of good ideas from you guys. So picture a day, a normal day. Uh, Hannibal's quaint main street is lined with historic buildings. You're painted in bright, joyful colors. Probably by kids from Idaho. <laughs> St. Louis. St. <laughs> Louis. Yeah. Sorry. Storefronts are filled with antique shops, gift shops. Um, a lot of places have... Shoppies, an extra E in there. Ye old in their title. Mm. You know, you can get, get the scene. I know that shopping. Yep. And on any given Saturday morning, you might see a 12-year-old boy and a 12-year-old girl strolling together down the street. He's got a straw hat and a fishing pole in his hand. She's got white gloves and a slate board that says, I love you, on it. They glance in shop windows. They gaze out at the river. They smile and wave. They stop in a Java Jive for refreshing beverage. Those kids are Tom and Becky. Every year since 1956, Hannibal has named one seventh grade boy and girl the official Tom and Becky. Huh. Yeah. Tom and Becky application process is long and demanding. It lasts from February to July where it's announced at the Tom Sawyer days. I would love to know what makes it long and demanding. Um, well, there's speech tests, a written test, personal interviews, costume preparation, and a two-day observation pr- period by the judges. Creepy. Yeah, so they really want these kids to like be in that Tom and Becky character. Wow. It's kind of they're kind of like Goodwill Ambassadors. They crown the new ones at the Fourth of July celebration. That is Isn't that cool. Really unique. It is really unique. Like I was confused about what Tom and Becky was. And I did a little research and opened my eyes to some wonderment. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping frogs Jump. and Tom and Becky. That's right. Only in Hannibal, Missouri, which sounds like a lovely little town. I bet that's a pretty cool Fourth of July feel. Oh, I'm you know? sure. Yeah. So. Fourth of July celebrations are not just limited to the United States, Kim. What? Yep. Why would anybody else celebrate? Well. Do the English celebrate as like good riddance? No, but they do in Denmark. Why? In Rebuild, or Rebuild, R-E-B-I-L-D, Denmark. Every year in the fourth, a Danish-American friendship organization holds a great gathering. 
It's not strictly an independence celebration, but Danish Americans get together to celebrate with their friends and family, happy to enjoy the time together. That is so sweet. Yeah, they're just, just celebrating being friends. And they like to party because if you see on this picture here, there's like a Dionysus looking fellow with a oh, yeah, watermelon. Oh, yeah, fun. A, he looks like he's having a good time. That looks really fun. And, yeah. you know, I, I was being very close-minded when I was like, what other country would want to celebrate that? In America, we are constantly celebrating other people's <laughs> cultures. This is true. <laughs> we yeah. celebrate Cinco de Mayo, right. which is Mexico's Independence Day. We, St. Patty's Day. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. We are not the only ones who can appropriate other people's cultures. Right. Do whatever you want. That's right. Just as long as you're celebrating. Celebrate your friendship and good things. I love it. Puppies and... Fireworks. Marshmallows. Frogs. Fishing. Lobsters. Denmark. Horse poop. <laughs> Boom boxes and Bob and Barbara. I can't top that. No. If you guys want to um, be part of the Bob and Barbara, Bahaba, Baba Bada, Barbecue Ba and Lounge experience, just Google that. We'll have a link on RochambeauPodcast.com. We'll have a link on our Facebook page uh-huh. because I am just so impressed with my glorious co-host right now. Wow, Ted. This is what I did wow. before I had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked to myself on this weird little page I made. <laughs> oh Cracked my, my own jokes. Gosh. Happy 4th of July, you guys. Yeah, happy 4th of July, America. I hope everyone has a wonderful time. I hope you get to see some boom booms in the sky a little bit of fireworks boom booms and boom boxes maybe eat some junk food have a marshmallow yeah enjoy enjoy no calendar on this episode because everything you've heard prior was technically a calendar and we want to go celebrate so yeah so we're out of here thanks Cadillac Jones thanks America till next time people goodbye Bob and Barbara's Baha Baba 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 Barbecue Bar and Lounge.